1: Hello and welcome back to ATN Betches. I'm Sammy and I'm Eileen, and you are here for our recap of the second-to-last episode of Succession ever, sadly. Oh, no. uh, if it is to be said, so it be. So it is. Are, are you all right? How did you feel when you saw that next time on the series finale card flash? I loved when eyes?
0: they flashed uh, when they like cut the intro in it. I thought
1: that was really cool. Same. Did you notice that last night's episode didn't have like a tag in front? It just went straight into the intro?
0: Maybe they wanted to just like roll through, you know? Because they also filmed this this episode rolling rolling through. Like they
1: did episode three. Right. Because it was – apparently I listened to the after the episode takes and it was because they had very limited time to actually film I'm on that sure. location. And it was a lot of pages that they had to get through because it was a really long scene. Plus, you could see all the cameras sort of at every angle. So that was just – that was really fascinating because the funeral was pretty wild. What did you think? It was like a play. It was like a play. Okay, wait. Before
0: I even – I just want to let our Succession listeners, (laughs) our Succession at listeners know how – so I was on vacation yesterday or the end of my vacation, I was supposed to get home at a, at a reasonable hour, 5 p.m. land, have all this time to unpack and watch succession, take my notes. I was so excited for this episode. But my flight was delayed like 10 hours and I thought I was going to get canceled. The flight, not me. <laughs> and, and, but this is how I watched Yeah, I was like, I need to be there. I was like, so I was like, my daughter's home. Yeah, she's okay. She's okay. (laughs) Like my, my in-laws are watching her. But succession, I need to get this show out for everybody. And I I don't want to let anybody down. So on so the the airport Wi-Fi was so bad, I couldn't download anything. And then also my like, all of my apps wouldn't open on my iPad, even though I like, prepared them. And I knew at 10 p.m. Succession is going to load on HBO. And my flight was leaving at 1020. So I was like, oh, my God, like, I could download this maybe on like the Wi-Fi in the, uh, in the airport. Didn't work. Then I get on the 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 plane and I'm like, maybe my hotspot. So I used my international data <laughs> on low data mode. And I, da- I was able to I ha- also it made me update the app. Like all of the oh. things, I had to re-sign in, update the app. All in a matter of like fifteen minutes while we were sitting there, and the pilot just kind of just like it almost felt like the pilot was waiting for me to download this episode because <laughs> he didn't. Leave. Uh, you know when you are like waiting and it's so close to that yes. edge of that zero, and the minute it got there and it saw the check mark, I like made a loud yes, <laughs> and people around me looked, and I was like, so sorry, and then um and then we left and i had it and i watched it on the plane and i was so happy because i was so scared to see spoilers on instagram but um i just want to say i'm here for you guys
1: <laughs> we here for you as we always say
0: i was so excited to be able to like watch it and get like still do the schedule of like taking notes in the morning but you know got home at 5:30 still we're here we're doing it and i give this episode <laughs> my shareholders earnings report i give it a a four. What do you give it?
1: <laughs> I gave it a four and a half. I was i sur- half. I'm surprised that you gave it a four. I had a lot of people, actually just one person, our friend Alexa, and then I saw a few tweets a lot to of this people, effect as well. But then there was, I saw tweets to this effect as well, but one person po- t- told me personally <laughs> that this, Alexa said this was her favorite episode. So and I saw a lot of people saying that they thought this was their favorite episode. It was not, I don't think it was my favorite, but I really – I thought it was very, very, very good. So I gave it a 4.5. I thought
0: it was better the second time I watched it.
1: Are you sure that it wasn't just like your circumstances that gave you sort of – because your brain was like, you know, not fully in. You hear the engines of the plane. Maybe they hurt your rating. It's,
0: it's, I don't, I don't think I can. It's not the engine's fault.
1: I no, just, no, no. It is very disturbing to watch something with the plane engines going, or maybe you don't maybe, have that experience.
0: I just, I love watching shows on a plane because I don't like to go on my Wi Fi on planes and I just like to sort of oh, be do. on the, I like to like, this is my time to sort of be offline and just like watch <laughs> a show when I could pay attention or like read a book or do something, like write something I need to write, you know, like, full concentration mode yeah so I really concentrated (laughs) on succession but no I don't think it was that I just I liked it the second time around because the first time I was like anticipating what was gonna happen and there were a lot of like really good moments but to me it wasn't like as sad as I thought it would be and it wasn't as like intense as I thought maybe my expectations were too high I think I would blame it on that than anything else
1: I agree with you which is why I think I gave it a four and a half rather than you know a funeral episode is that's in the running to get a five just saying if it earns a five it's you know
2: that's something that can
1: happen what I think they ran into in this situation was that they knew this was They're getting to the end of this series. Mm -hmm. I think they knew that how they'd set up the season, there wasn't enough time to sort of like air out the situation because they had to make so much happen so quickly. So there weren't – like even this episode was an hour and 15 minutes, and I think that's because they know that they have to get a certain amount done so that they can wrap up the narrative arc when what I think makes so Succession – What I think makes the best succession episodes stand out other than the acting is that there is a mix of like narrative plot and these really hilarious set pieces that you only have room for if you're not trying to get to a certain destination in the writing. Not having written a TV show before, but (laughs) this is my perception. Like, for example, you have the – share. think about the shareholders meeting episode. That was a really high stakes episode, but you still had the space to have like that fake cat with, you know, like like these funny things in it. Whereas I feel Mm -hmm. like the funeral really only had one of those things, and that was Caroline pulling – introducing Marsha and Sally Ann and Carrie all together. And I think there could have been more space for more really, really – succession-y moments like that had they not yeah. had to achieve a certain amount with the plot. Like, even if there were two additional episodes be- beyond this. But I thought, I mean, for me, one of my favorite parts of the episode was that Caroline thing. And did you know Same. that Sally Ann was played by Brian Cox's actual wife?
0: Oh, no way. That's so funny. You know, I didn't yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was one of my favorite moments and also had some tender moments. Like, it was funny. But like when Marsha held Carrie's hand, I thought that was like sweet and like how they laughed about his teeth grinding. Um, The exes and the mistresses. And how he would have
1: hated it, which he would have.
0: Yeah, he would have hated it. And they sort of did it as like an fu. There were some good moments like Jerry's Stockholm syndrome comment, like telling Carl, but everything was just a All little bit All of that could have light. been longer. Yes. It was just like a little bit surface. Like it wasn't enough funny. Like even Matson had some. I had. I thought Matson had the best kind of funny quotes in this episode. He said, "Your democracy is about as as young as Botswana's." Uh, like he goes, yeah. "If you have a little dicky, maybe you don't go to the nudist beach." <laughs> and then, and then another good one was, "What do you think about the handsome Nazi? Do you think he's going to win? And if he does, ironically, would that be bad for a tall blonde white guy?" <laughs> like he he those. There were some really good moments, but I think also the. So on top of like the logistical plot things, I think also like, because Roman, for example, a lot of the jokes are pretty like hard. Like they come from a hard place, like an emotionally hard place. Like they're not vulnerable at all.
1: Yeah, I I thought that Roman's breakdown was really predictable right Right. from the beginning because so he gives this speech, he gives this monologue in his apartment and I'm thinking like, Okay, what's he gonna actually say instead of Bing Bang Bong?
0: Bing Bang you know? Bong, yeah, right, right, sad, 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 right, right yeah. right, yeah, no, I, I know. I was just saying that the jokes in this whole show usually are like pretty. They're instead of being vulnerable, right? Like they, it's like a big defense mechanism. In this episode, it was almost like they were deliberately not that trying to be not that funny because there was like l- less air in the room to be funny almost like in episode three but I still liked it more than the funeral because their vulnerable moments I felt were deeper sort of like in Italy when Kendall breaks down like there were some really good jokey moments in there like with who hasn't yeah. clipped a kid with their Porsche and yeah and it was pretty vulnerable
1: they they were more okay I think there's I think this is all about the the lines in this are sort of all about a balance between funny and dark. Mm -hmm. And they're usually like a little more funny than they are dark. And in this one, they were more dark than they were funny. And for example, like Roman's jokes about he's going to hit on Marsha on his way up to the eulogy and he's like going to get turned on by Shiv breastfeeding. Yeah, they they weren't funny. Those are such like – they weren't funny. They were so – innately repulsive that you know that someone who's making those jokes is so disconnected from themselves because even like I hear that joke, I'm like, ugh, cringe. Like, And it's not even about like my own family. But if you are the person making those jokes, you are so clearly disassociated from any of your emotions that it was pretty much inevitable that when he got up there, he was going to break down, which is why Mm -hmm. I kind of think they gave us the monologue in the beginning which was really funny high sad voice wasn't he losing it a little
0: yeah right 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 but that said i still give it a four Maybe I'll give it a 415.
1: No, no, you no, no, no. You don't have to change your no. rating on account of me. No, Little it's not, on, a, me. It's not
0: a, on account of you. It's more so like you're convincing me, yeah, like this was a really... Also, I like that it was longer, so I'm going to give it maybe 415?
1: That's... Come on. We 425. are 425. I'll give no. it a 425. Okay, fine. We can do I'll quarters. give it 425, you and you
0: give it. a 45. Okay. Let's yeah, land okay. there. It's a okay, landing spot.
1: Yeah, I think that's land Landed fair. the plane. <laughs> so, all right. Well, episode recap. This was about Logan's funeral. They go to his funeral. Matson and Mencken are there. You have power plays because everyone's trying to get their attention. Then they go to the burial at the mausoleum. They observe it. I thought that was a pretty funny set piece, but again, could have been a little funnier. Yeah. And then at the end they go to um like a memorial at the St. Regis, where there's again more interaction, more people trying to get make moves with Matson and Mencken regarding whether this deal will close and who will be in charge when and if it does. And then we close the episode with Kendall basically berating Roman and telling him that he fucked them with Matson and Mencken and that it's all his fault. He keeps kind of telling him, like, you fucked it, you fucked it. And Roman is clearly very emotional and in a really bad spot. So it ends that he goes outside to where by the way the election still hasn't been decided and there are mass protests in tons of cities. Mm-hmm. So Roman goes into the protest and basically allows himself to purposely get trampled by the protesters while he's like screaming at them. And that was just heartbreaking to watch. So that was how but it ended. He's also
0: calling them morons. <laughs> Yeah, but like also calling himself a moron in that way. I didn't see it as um. that's funny that you saw it that way. I didn't see it as Kendall ca- saying that he fucked it up for both of them. I was saying I thought it was like he he was basically telling him you fucked it up for yourself. Like you had Mencken in your pocket. You had this opportunity to speak and be the big the big winner of the funeral as Roman called said it himself. But he's like, but he didn't he he cried very publicly and he and yeah sure that's obviously that's not like a weakness but for these people it is for this stage it is and so so I thought like I thought that Kendall was saying like you fucked it up but don't worry like I can get us out and like you had your shot you tried and you failed and now it's my turn to, to steward our ship together, the Ro- Roy boys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right about that interpretation. I think I kind of didn't speak – like express it that clearly. But I do think that what Roman's hearing is that he – like yeah. he he let them down. Because Roman thinks that he and Kendall are on the same team. Like he thinks, yeah, I'm going to be the number one. Don't I remind you of my father But at the end of the day, he's always been the one who's been the most collaborative between the siblings. And he only kind of falls out of that when... When he tries to be number one. Or when he feels like he's being screwed by them.
0: Interesting, maybe. I think that he he just can't go out on his own.
1: But that didn't... It didn't start that way. In the beginning, he was like, we're all doing The 100, right? We're all doing... We're all trying to do PGN, right? And then I think that he... Kind of was like I'm the one who you know got Mankin. Kendall has this living plus bullshit. Shiv is trying to screw us. Now I'm gonna try to be number one. But they all fall whenever yeah. they try to be number one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. Except for Kendall today. Today.
1: If you're looking for simple but quality products for your five-minute makeup routine or want full-face glam that'll stun on a night out, Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. My long-standing favorite, as you already know, is their mascara. But my favorite thing about Thrive is that they also support communities that we care about and do their best to give back. And while you know how much I love their mascara, right now I am loving their new Brilliant Eye Brightener. It is a highlighter stick made to brighten and open up your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. You just apply it to the inner corner of your eyes to look rested and effortless. You can also use it as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. It goes on very easily, making it easy to blend any of the 16 shades. Perfect for a five-minute makeup or a full face glam. Spring is a great time to refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. And right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash betches. That's Thrive Cosmetics, dot com slash Betches for 10% off your first order.
0: There have been times when I realized I shouldn't have trusted my gut, like watching that extra show when I know I really should go to sleep because I have to wake up early or buying that pair of shoes that I really don't need. Probiotics can help with most of your gut decisions. But if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. I love Ritual. I used to take Ritual's prenatals. It made me feel so strong and healthy. During my pregnancy My nails were so strong My hair was great I just really love the brand Their 3-in-1 supplement includes a prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic With two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains Postbiotics provide fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining To support a healthy gut barrier Ritual's delayed release capsules are designed to help survive The harsh conditions of the upper GI tract It's an all-in-one minty capsule And there's no refrigeration needed And Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging Prioritizing sustainability. Sourced ingredients and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com/slash betches. Start ritual or add symbiotic plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash betches for 25% off. Let's do We Rate You um, Number One Boy. My number one boy. Always my favorite to talk about first. Who is your number one boy? Who's the winner of this episode?
1: You know, time I got called out for being anti-Kendall because he was in the running for me, I'm going to say that it's Tom. I think Tom being the one who gives up his vanity spot as front right wheel man, who stays in the office to make sure that ATN is being... This is like the most crucial day for ATN totally in yeah. forever you know he has he's dealing with res- potential resignations he's dealing with mass protests and danger he's also running the network while the election hasn't been decided he stays at work and he is doing all of that and that reminded me of early early season 1 when it was Logan's birthday and Kendall instead of dealing with the Walter deal goes to Logan's birthday and Logan is like, why the fuck did you come to my birthday while you Mm. should be working? So I think the fact that Tom is working through this instead of like posturing at the funeral, which when you think about it, that is what the funeral was. It was a reason for all these power centers to meet and like make their own moves to try to get to the top. Tom is there actually working for the business that they're all trying to figure out who is going to run next. And I think that that is the most – Logan-like thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Then at the end, he and Shiv clearly have like a tender moment. I think that that air-clearing conversation was truly an air-clearing conversation. He makes it clear that he wants to come home. She essentially concedes that she wants him to be. She invites
0: him home. Yeah, she invites him.
1: Right. She invites him home. He, you know, says that he wants to be. They're going to be together because – and they're going to, in my opinion, defeat Kendall.
0: And just to add to this, not I didn't choose Tom, but he was my honorable mention. I think he's going to win maybe next tomorrow. But um, Shiv also stood up to him, stood up for him in this mm-hmm. episode. Like as opposed to the other episode where she was shitting on him. Uh, Matson was like, where's your Tommy Tom? And he's like, well, he's working, you know like ever heard of that you know he's a new there's a lot of news today yep and also he he has greg whatever it's worth for whatever it's worth weasel himself into a conversation directly with mankin and says like it's me and tom we we called it for you um mr President. (laughs) i thought no i agree with you that and i think that was a really good call out about the first episode um i agree that tom like, sort of one in under the radar. But, um, the reason why I chose Kendall, I was debating between the two of them because he was the winner of the funeral. <laughs> as, as Roman said, Roman, it's funny that Roman said this earlier. It was like exactly this exactly what happens. He goes, glasses, that's smart. Hide all your emotions, and thus emerge victorious as the winner of the funeral, which has is was <laughs> what happened. He hid his emotions and or he had grieved. He's already been grieving. He has a guy. Uh, he has yeah. like a therapist that he talks to in the middle of the night.
1: I don't think that's why he... I think that... No, I don't not. think that's like no, no, why no, he know. did it. I think he knew that he had to save it. The other thing about Tom yeah. is that Tom likes to work. And that is the thing that's most similar between him and Logan is that yeah. none of these other people like to work. They like to jockey for, for power mm-hmm. and position. Tom is engaged with his job. And he even said to Shiv like why he betrayed her because he really likes his job and he really yeah. likes money. And that is who Logan Roy was. That's what we learned about him at the at the funeral. It was that he, re- at the end of the day, the specifics were like money, gossip, and what was the last one? Money, gossip, and winning, I think. Winning, exactly. And that's what Tom is literally
0: doing right now he loves so, gossip he loves to hold information and use it he, he loves l- money loves money and he loves he winning. definitely loves to win no i i'm with you i think i i've said i've said it from day one that tom is most like logan because he like logan experienced what it's like to not have money
1: he and, doesn't – no, Tom did not have money, but he wasn't – Well, he
0: wasn't in like a bunker with he was his, upper not middle speaking class. for four days with Ewan, for sure. And didn't bear the guilt of his younger, youngest sister's polio, for sure. Didn't have it quite that hard. But out of all of four of them, <laughs> five of them, including Connor, not to forget Connor, he's the only one who like understands maybe
1: the value of money and – He's the only climber who actually – climbed anywhere. Right.
0: But that said, he's not like making things as as Kendall says or, you know, creating life as Kendall said.
1: Speaking of what Kendall said, do you, just as a kind of midpoint, do you feel that Logan got the funeral that he deserved? I don't know. (laughs) No? Okay. I I don't know. I really felt that the eulogies truly encapsulated who he was. And I thought that that was a really, I actually really enjoyed how like aligned the funeral was with his right. with what he deserved. You know, yeah. I felt oh, that deserved both you, you and mean it,
0: like not like you mean like not like, oh, was, he was such a great man that he needed something even bigger. You mean like basically yeah, like it was reflective yeah, no, I mean, of his personality.
1: Yeah. I feel that like what was said about him was were the two sort of arguments that are pro and anti Logan. And I think that everything that was said about him through the day, even like the, he was a salty dog. Yeah. I thought that it really put an end cap on his life in a really accurate way.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even Marsha, when she says, he broke my heart and he broke your hearts. Like that too. I think, yeah. No, in terms of what he deserved like in a net way, like net positive and negative. Yeah, I could see that. It was like grand, but it was also like, Honest, to an extent. Yeah, I'm
1: fully referring to the what was spoken about him, not like yeah. the. I don't really have any. I don't, like really, have many <laughs> like yeah, I don't really
0: have any thoughts about. Like, yeah, I don't really mausoleum. Um. Okay, but let me let me go through Kendall. Why I think he's the number one boy. So it starts off definitely very rocky. You know, he's definitely unstable, or at least they're the. You know, they're making us feel like things are unstable with with Kendall. He rava and his kid leaves he's yelling but he has kind of helpless because he's standing there but he's not standing there the car i'm goes gonna like get a court <laughs> order okay right you do around that. go the car goes right around <laughs> he moves yeah and then with jess that conversation with jess doesn't go so well where he calls her dumb and then everybody dumb um and then says he wants custody of the kids it was a it was a rocky start, but it was very interesting to see that juxtaposed with Roman. So it was almost like they deal with their emotions quite differently. And Kendall sort of lashes out a little bit, like around like around the edges, but like can sort of contain and and speak about the things that he is upset about. Whereas Roman sort of can talk about the things he's says he's not upset about. But then, when it's actually when it's when he's actually facing that thing, he breaks down. Like Kendall's breaking down around like everything else, but not the main thing, you know. Yeah. But anyway, why he wins? So he makes he wins the funeral speech. <laughs> he like is he gets an applause, massive applause. He sort of greets yeah. everybody our, at are the are you end. To
1: applaud at funerals.
0: Well, that's why it was kind of funny. Like, it was. It was he made like a speech to make them feel like he what they weren't really at their fun- at a funeral. It was like a celebration of Logan. It's like a well-said way of honoring this guy that everybody was there for, especially following Ewan, who just really tore him apart a bit. And it was a little bit like hard to follow, you know? It was like unclear what he's trying to say. Whereas it was very clear what what Kendall was trying to say, and I think that he was pretty fair.
1: It's funny, I thought Ewan was very clear and I thought Kendall was like, kinda, like, I got what he was trying to say. I I think they were both- No, I think he
0: was trying to say what he did. He was very clear for the audience. Like, he knows how to speak to the audience he's speaking to, right? Yeah. Ewan is just sort of, would have said that to anybody. A
1: self-regarding and Jay.
0: He would have just like, sort of said that in a small conversation, whereas Kendall would not have said that in a small conversation. He was like, doing the CEO show. He was just sort of, he needs, he he took it as a way of like solidifying his position. Not I don't know if it was like so on purpose because it's not like he fought for that and he didn't write that in advance. But anyway, he he won. And I also think that in a way that he was like sort of convincing himself that he was talking about himself, not just his dad. Like in the way that he was like talking about how um, like that's all part of the human of it all even though he pushed yeah. he, his ambitions pushed people to the side after he just sort of like is has to push his kids and his what, ex-wife to the side also he finds out really quickly that mankin is not in their pocket he sort of gets straight to the point and is like oh just try to help and it's just okay i got i got what's going on here this is not stable like i'm not we can't risk this he gets hugo to run around and spy on everything that's going on For him, so he knows what's going on, even down to like the Shiv CEO, Shiv and Mattson having a deal with Mankin, like as it's happening.
1: I wonder why Ebba repeated that to Hugo. Maybe because she wants to screw Matson.
0: Yeah, Hugo Maybe. is just sort of a little slime ball.
1: He really <laughs> he just, he is. He gets woof, it. Woof. He's,
0: he's woof, woof. That was, that was also really good. Really in the funny. way that like Logan, I mean, excuse me, Logan, oh my God. Freddie and Slip there. Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time that you hear Kendall not like sugarcoating something to someone when he's pitching. Mm-hmm. Some, he usually goes, I like you. Uh, we could, And then he like talks about around something but this time it's like with hugo he was like just to be clear like i'm trying to sour the deal and this isn't a collaboration you're gonna be my dog but there's millions to scrape from the table or scraps or whatever and i think that that was very um leaning into logan's transparency and i think that helped him a lot in winning
1: i agree i think i mean the fact that he even established that he's going to be you know taking this posture that he is trying to be number one is a really significant move.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's some funny moments in the speech when he, the most, the most Kendall slash uh, Jeremy oh, Strong's world oh, yes. were corpuscules of
1: life. I laughed at that.
0: <laughs> and the other thing that when he was doing his speech that reminded me when he goes make trade profit. Like it reminded me of Joey from Friends going giving and receiving and we're always receiving and giving. It was just really I just was laughing during that part. But I think yeah, his speech was good and he got his applause.
1: What's your take on the Menken deal? Do you think that Roman misrepresented the extent to which the Menken was in their pockets or do you think that Menken Kind of just backtrack that because he had won, and he had already gotten everything he needs from them. Or do you think like that kind of both? I think
0: everybody's also always like sort of fluid. They're like taking everything in as it goes. So everything I think, is moving
1: everywhere all the time.
0: Yeah, everything all everywhere all at once. I think that Mankin was had was in Roman's favor and and vice versa.
1: But then when Roman, but do you think he was as explicit? Um, as Roman presented it. Mm. Or could Roman have been lying, just like Shiv was lying?
0: I don't think Roman was lying, but I think at the end of the day, he did call him Grim Reaper, Reaper Tiny Tears. So I think that that re- his like breakdown, very public breakdown, affected Mencken's like view of him. Like this guy is like a is a he values a strong white man <laughs> like like yeah. that's a handsome Nazi like I think that that changed maybe his view of Roman's strength and ability to be his like kind of carrier through ATN and so I do think that maybe he's he's wob he wobbled at that moment and I thought that scene this is outside of Kendall but the way that they mobbed him all the the Roys around that little tiny cocktail table. And like all of them, including Greg and then and then Connor and then Shiv is his extraction team. I thought that was really, really funny, but like so cringy at the same time. And Kendall's like, can all of this stop, please? Are you guys fucking annoying me?
1: I thought the funniest part of that was definitely Connor. Connor as a character just is the perfect character. He provides the relief at all the right moments. His, ca- his scenes are like beautiful capsules of delight amidst <laughs> – Yeah. It was so funny. When he was, I just want to grab five just to talk Slovenia micro travel budget. What? I'm trying to talk to my colleague to bat some ideas. What if I said to you, Pan Habsburg, American-led, EU alternative, what would you say to me?
0: <laughs> or when he was like – trying to get Shiv to approve his eulogy and she's like, you're opening us up to lawsuits. <laughs> like, oh what could it have said? Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Like, you didn't need to know any details about it, but like, that was a <laughs> solid, solid funny moment.
1: But I did also find it interesting how Connor has sort of dropped little nuggets of information throughout the show that reveals that he actually did have sort of a relationship with Logan that was more about the intimacies of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what Ariana Maddox would call a quality time. What Dad t- and son relationship yeah. in some yeah. way. Yeah. Like he casually spoke to him about his $5 million mausoleum from the dot com pet supply guy. You know, <laughs> like you don't get, I, and you know that Tom, you, you saw the three siblings watching the eulogies from Ewan and from, and, and then learning from Connor. They didn't really know their father at all. They were mm-hmm. learning like a lot of basic things about him, while mm-hmm. at his funeral, and you could tell that they only really saw him. You could tell this from Roman's plan for a speech, Kendall's actual speech, and Shiv's little sub speech. I don't know. I don't know what that was. That they really oh, yes. only knew him as like the people outside his office door. They only yes, knew him in the that. context of their their future boss. You know, their money, money spigot, whatever it was, like they didn't have any appreciation for him as a human. And I think that that's ultimately why he could never pass the bits the business off to any of them because they couldn't understand the humanity that actually made him be this mm-hmm. successful person. Like Kendall can speak about it and he can bullshit about it, but he can't do it in his life. And for that's sure. why I think it's he's the most tragic character dramaturgically well, speaking
0: right but it's to, but it's not the kids fault though it's logan's fault he didn't let them in he did not yeah. let them in and i think he was also older by the time that he had them so True. like connor was way was much is much older than kendall and so he had more time with logan when maybe he wasn't quite as hard and so he had more
1: Logan put his mother in a mental institution. Okay, like, I don't think he's that I didn't say that not hard, <laughs> I said quite
0: as hard. And by the way, when I say hard, I do not mean by yes. his penis.
1: Okay, Roman.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man, but yeah, no, I I see that. I think that he like had more of a ch- also because Connor like never really wanted to position himself as like a businessman in the business. Yes. So he didn't talk about work all the time. It was all about like, hey, pa can I have 100 mil like (laughs) right
1: no I think you're I think I think that is true him Logan never seeing Connor as a potential successor helped him form that relationship yeah because it took out that tension and that block but that could prevent them from relating as people
0: Spring has sprung, and that means it's time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, reflight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code Betches. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them buttoned up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. Not only are they offering you an unbiased opinion, they're also professionals in the field and they know because you could be going through something and and you'll have someone to talk through it, but you could also not be going through something. Things might arise and you don't even realize something is bubbling up. I'm really good at identifying it now, but when I was like very early in my therapy, I didn't really realize I had anxiety or it was really affecting my life. And I figured that out with a therapist and I realized how it was affecting my life. And it was just such a great experience. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your skin. Schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelpcom Betches today to get ten percent off your first month. That's betterhelphelpcom Betches.
1: Let's do out of the will. Fuck off. So I didn't actually have someone for out of the will. I know that that's um. Weird, and I don't know if it's technically legal within the confines of this podcast, but (laughs) I don't have somebody because – Sammy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just feel that the the, the will is signed and sealed already. I don't think anyone can come out of it at this point. That's what I'm going to say. I hear you. Who is your out of the will?
0: I had trouble picking somebody, but I thought, you know, I follow the rules.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, rules are meant to be – I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well-behaved <laughs> women rarely make history, Aileen.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, I wanted to pick someone just because I thought it was a fun exercise. And yes. I chose shit. I mean, obviously, we were deci- I, We were both probably deciding between Roman, is he out of the will? Is he bore on the floor? Because he's the clear, like, kind of, quote, loser of the episode. I don't want to call him a loser for breaking down poor baby. But um, I think in terms of, like, The standing I actually think Shiv is out of the will even though she seems to come out of this episode winning she's glowing she finally cats out of the bag she's allowed to be open about her partnership with Matson Matt she even like floats him the idea of American CEO and that goes well with Mencken floats herself as that but there is something that's bubbling above that, to me, that is is, is not a strong is not strong for her. It's not a strong pull. And you know what I think it is? It's the fact that she's a woman. Like she says it out loud in the eulogy, her eulogy speech, saying like he was always hard on women. And I think that's generally the theme of this. Uh, one of the themes of the show is that like it's not easy being a woman in this entire world. It's like for Carrie, for Jerry, for, well, Carrie, Jerry, Marsha, <laughs> the whole Caroline whole and Sally Carolina, like Jess, like it is, it's hard being a woman. And for Shiv, like even her fucking conversation with Mattson about her being the CEO, he's like, aren't you pregnant? Like
1: That was so fucked up. It, yeah. And she, she has to him. say,
0: she has to say that, not oh, really. I'm just going to have a, I have to not care. About the baby, I'm not gonna see the baby. There's so many comments about being like this, like non-existent parent, and just to just to be on this a playing field, just the same playing field as a man. And she just sort of comes off as like the younger sister, especially in this episode. I felt like it's especially when they brought up when Ewan brings up like the the, the similarities of like the birth orders of Logan's siblings and his actual siblings minus Connor um <laughs>
2: I, Heather's son. like
0: the young youngest sister Logan's the middle child which is like Roman but I guess now it's actually Kendall and Roman between those two and also she calls herself she positions herself as Lucas's puppet to him it was just like a lot of no, moments
1: was, I thought no, that I, was savvy I mm. really did
0: to me, while it was savvy, it was a weak thing. And he was fucking with her the way that he's like, oh, who gold do you star. think it would be? Yeah, gold star for the Red Devil. Yeah. Like he's using her and he knows that there's no way Mankin would let her be CEO as much. He She wouldn't take a picture with him last season. So like, I think that while she seems like she's sort of winning, I don't think that she actually is in this episode and seeing the way that she acts emotionally like she was actually quite like soft in this episode like when she is pretty open to speaking to Marsha when she's crying like for Roman as he's crying when she lets out she's also pregnant so we're very emotional she's crying like when Tom is speaking to her she's not hard
1: she asks Frank and Carl, how bad was dad? How bad
0: was dad? Yeah. It's a good shirt. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like you can see the show then she puts on for her like business persona. Like you can see it and it becomes a little bit transparent to me. Like even when she was like, dad's flexible, I'm flexible. I know how it is.
1: Like it it was a bit just too much. I could do anything. My dad just died.
0: Exactly. Yeah. She like does this furrowed eyebrow thing where you're like, we know you're lying. We know you're not saying what you you're feeling. I just think she's out of the will for this episode because her like standing isn't as strong as she thinks it is, or as as it appears. And I think that's just because she is the woman
1: of the show, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. You know, I think this is a this is a huge conversation that we could have about kind of how the show is. It's not an anti-feminist show, but you could watch the show from a feminist perspective, quote unquote, and you could like see how she was doomed from the start just by being a woman, and that any woman in the show is court- is sort of naturally going to be inhibited by that fact. Mm-hmm. So not a real person. Yeah, that's why I made a mashup of uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift's "The Man" using clips of Shiv. It's such a poorly yeah. executed mashup because I had to record my computer screen. But I do think that if, you know, someone with actual video <laughs> skills could do it, then it would be very good. She had, she had
0: one funny line, which was when Madsen repeats his privacy pussy pasta. She like, <laughs> she, she um, translates that to his like position, political position is anarcho-capitalist parmesana. <laughs> I thought that was really, really funny.
1: Yeah, there were funny there were a lot of funny lines with the side characters. Uh-huh. But not really with as many with like Kendall Roman.
0: Which I think is like a possibly just a reflection of the fact that the three of them aren't as strong as they were from the beginning of the the show of the season. Yeah. And, you know, even in the car when the three of them are together, it's, you know, it's a reflection of how how they're feeling. Like Rowan just really rips even when she says that she's pregnant and she, Is it she mine? and Kendall now. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, and the breastfeeding line, but she and Kendall seem to have like sort of a, an understanding about how to curb your emotions in a way and use them.
1: I think they had an understanding of how to of how to like be that day. That's just like today we can act like just fine.
0: Just civil, please. Yeah.
1: What did you think of the conversation, Shiv, you know, Shiv being maybe out of the will of between – I don't even know if you could call this a conversation. You could call it just an exchange of sounds between Shiv and her mother about when she saw that she was pregnant. Oh, that was really funny. (laughs) That was hilarious. I thought that was really funny. I'm so fucked up. She goes, are you okay? (laughs)
0: goes yeah and yes (laughs) and she goes we can get into all of this later oh my god it was but shiva I think stands up for herself in a good way and she knows how to make her her mom like sort of run away when she brings up like emotions or trying to get into it all
1: yeah well her mother just told her three months ago that she shouldn't have kids so
0: for sure, but Tom also <laughs> said that yesterday. So <laughs> I think um, the the it was a nice moment to, for Shiv to have Tom's like acknowledgement of how horrible Caroline is as a mother in the yes. when he was like "fuck, wow, like your mother," you know. Just that moment of just acknowledgement of like, yeah, that's not easy. Like, cause Tom comes from a loving family, and Shiv. <laughs> Especially in a place where it's hard to be a woman, where even the mom doesn't like you, doesn't think you'd be a good mom. It's just a rough, rough place to be. All right. Shall we bore on the floor? I was about to say Roman on the floor.
1: (laughs) Bullshit.
2: Bore on the floor.
0: Roe on the floor. I think it's a little obvious why he's on the floor because he's physically on the floor at the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. You really can't get more on the floor than that. He
0: starts off at a very, very big high rise above the clouds and he ends the episode being kicked by a fucking, he was Mufasa at the end of that episode getting Lean. stampeded. <laughs> <It's dark>. um, <laughs> I mean, that's what it reminded me of. It was sad and there was no one to like help him. But he and wanted he, it. He did he it, liked to it himself. I know, I know.
1: You know what that reminded me of? When Logan hit him, he was the one who was Who they all say he was like the one who took the most abuse physically, Mm -hmm. it sounds like, based on like the dogs. They treated him like a dog. The
0: dogs. And the way that Kendall sends him that video, the video. Yeah. Like, sort of, it's like, it's in a, and you know, that's Roman's fucked up way of.
1: That's how he feels connected to his father, I Mm -hmm. think, through this weird abuse and like being hit and kicked. And it's really, really sad. I also, my stomach, I got such a pit in my stomach when he was giving the speech and he was like, is he in there? Oh, I really like. I think
0: that was really, can you take him out? Oh, my God. I think, yeah, I think that was really a tender, but also. uh, Heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking because he had his siblings, but he obviously didn't even feel it until now. And he thought he was sort of numb to it all. But we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. He had to have a breakdown. He really loved his dad. He did. And even though he's not like the youngest child or the baby, he sort of is treated as the baby because he's the youngest boy. Like Shiv is sort of on her own island. Mm -hmm. He's the youngest boy of the three boys. And in that birth order, he is the baby. And he did fuck it. He messed up. He lost Mankin in a day, less than a day. And he, he he was he came into the the funeral so overconfident and he couldn't even sell when he was like to Kendall, like, who, who've you hit? Like trying to sell his position, he goes up to Frank. It's all just really bad. Um, he had one some funny lines about Ewan, how he tells Greg to about what he's, he's like if he starts waving like a union a banner flag or something, get him down there. Yeah. <laughs> like that was really funny. But um, what do you want me to do? Take him out? his jokes weren't good, and I think that was done on purpose. Like he was running out of steam at that point. He was running out of his material because he wasn't feeling funny. He was feeling quite sad. Um, And he didn't know how to deal with his emotions. You could see how he was like avoiding death. He couldn't sit at the, even the burial. He needed to leave immediately. He was crying as they were carrying him out as the only one really crying like that. He was, he was more emotional than Carrie has been. It was just, it was a really, it was a sad (sighs) moment. Really should have used those glasses.
1: Yeah. Was he going to get up there wearing his (laughs) Ray-Bans? He's not wearing Ray-Bans, Sammy. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> sorry, sorry. So I don't know what he's wearing. Brunello Cuccinelli sunglasses. Do they even make that? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Loro
0: Piana. No, Loro Piana. That's Kendall. That's so Kendall's vibe. Yeah. And he like can't get into it. He's just sort of sitting. He's he's numb again at the at like the the post-funeral reception.
1: He's definitely the most disconnected from himself and he's always been. He's always just been like everything is remote from me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think he wants to get like trampled at the end to make himself feel something Mm -hmm. in him. Yeah. That's the only way it can be real to him. I agree. It's really sad. 50 high school
0: senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor, it's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliye was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
2: Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to n u u l y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's n u u l y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
0: I think I want to do some honorable mentions of people. Not, they're not bores on on the floor, but some funny people like Tom was an honorable mention to me, but even though he won yours, I thought Greg was quite the honorable mention in this episode because he he is just completely just like a, just brazen. Like he has gotten so okay with just trading stuff for stuff. He has no shame when it comes to just walking up to Mangan. The first thing he says to to fucking um, Roman when he sees him at the funeral is think you can introduce me to Mangan? You know, it was part of the crowning committee. He's just, he doesn't give a shit. And he speaks for Tom, as Tom asked. He even gets called Hey Sexy by Max <laughs> Yeah. He just, he's really, really propped himself up and I think that's, while maybe everybody would agree that his um, approach is not necessarily respectable, he's really, gr- like, grinded his way up.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was a fucking mascot in a park a year ago.
0: One more thing that I also wanted to mention, not even it's not an honorable mention, but it was a point to see that we didn't mention when we talked about Logan. I'm okay. like, he left room in his mausoleum for his children.
1: Ye- He—I he- Don't all mausoleums come with that?
0: Nobody No, but he had four. There was only four. There wasn't room for any wives or anything. They had the four uh, on that wall for the, for the and the four of them standing, well, Roman was on the outside, but the four of them staring and looking at it and they were like, you guys really like, and then Connor's like, I really have to rethink my cryogenesis or whatever he said. <laughs>
1: Didn't you think it was interesting that he asked Kendall, what about you? And Kendall was like, oh, I don't know. I couldn't finish couldn't a scotch with Couldn't finish him. a
0: scotch with him. <laughs>
1: I, I don't – I mean, I thought that was interesting as a set design piece that they had four slots. Although I thought it was five, but maybe I'm wrong. I could go back and see that. But my feeling on that was like he just got it from the pet supply guy. <laughs> that was how it was.
0: Yeah, but you have to choose – Like, oh, there's four. Okay, this is, I can buy this. Or maybe he did construction on the fourth. I don't don't think that that was an accident that they showed. They had the scene. They went inside. They showed the four. Like, I don't think that that, and they were surprised to see it. Wow, he actually left room for us. Like, he thought of us, even when he was thinking about his own death. Um, I thought that was, like, a little bit of, like, a very, very subtle moment of, like, Logan is there. He's caring about them but in like literally the most morbid way yeah really quite literally morbid Interesting. yeah um yeah but and then she that was, was kind like, of him. Was dad you got what you got what you saw is what you got it's good right egg. salty dog but do you think they
1: really thought he was a good egg because once she left and they turned around they were like right <laughs> No, um... Which I think is kind of the perfect way to encapsulate him. He was a good egg, I guess. I think they
0: don't really know how they feel about him. I, With the yeah. exception of Jerry. I think Jerry feels very... understands how she feels about him. She's like, you guys all have Stockholm Syndrome. Because even Carl was like, I miss him, you know? He was hard, but I miss him. Yeah. Frank was fired... Fi- he was fired like 700 times by <laughs> by Logan. I think, yeah, they can't quite figure it out. They're almost like like the boys but they're just yeah. older.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny. And not in related. That way. And not
0: related. I really wish Carl did a eulogy.
1: <laughs> that would have been so funny. I wish Carl had more <gasps> lines in this. Uh, same, what did you think about um Colin's little appearance? Mm-hmm. You said there was going to be no more Colin.
0: Well, I said I don't think Colin is going to like come back for vengeance. I think like and the sa- and it's also interesting that Carrie I thought that maybe Carrie would have some sort of thing, but I think that's gonna die now. She like brought a
1: lawyer. I think that'll yeah. die now, but she brought a lawyer, which I thought was that definitely was meant to make your heart be like, oh. She was
0: she was scared about entrance.
1: Yeah, but what was the lawyer gonna threaten? It, that's why something it real. She has
0: no like standing. I yeah, I think that that was sort
1: of Carrie's maybe storyline coming to a close in a,
0: in a sweeter way.
1: Right. But I don't um, think that was Colin's end because no. the way he looked at Kendall after was, Kendall asked him, he clearly does not want to work for Kendall. That much is clear. I didn't get that that was
0: clear. He was not into it. I was I was teetering between does he or doesn't he? Is he down or is he not down? Because he didn't say to him, like, I have nothing to do. And he's talking to therapists. No, he, no.
1: Um, Kendall so he, was like, I heard you've been talking to a head shrinker. Right. Why don't you talk to me instead? So, I think that Colin is like, who was this dick?
0: Right, right. I know. But he did tell him he has nothing to do.
1: I don't think I don't that's know. because I think he was just saying that. I don't think Colin wants to be part of Kendall's. I think he was looking at him like what is this asshole going to do? Like I don't want to be near. Like I my sense was like it, it was sort of an ick.
0: I I get that because he was so loyal to Logan, and then he knows exactly what Kendall has done to Logan, so many times over. But he also does know how Logan treated Kendall, like he's very much on the inside, of their relationship. So I that's why I wasn't so clear that he's so soured on Kendall and like he's like fuck this guy was this idiot kid, want. But I could see both ways.
1: My feeling on that was not. Oh, like, fuck Kendall out of nowhere. Like, not – I don't think he was thinking about Kendall probably much before. But I think that once – the way Kendall came up to him was was his old kind of sleazy way mm-hmm. that what I mean? felt that he reacted poorly to it. Because also, Colin was the only person, I think, in the entire funeral seen crying who was not a relative. And yeah. they showed that on purpose. Yeah. And
0: Colin knows about the kid.
1: Yes. Colin knows about the kid. Interest. Yes, you're right. He's the only one, but Colin's
0: the one who covered it up,
1: so. He covered it up for Logan.
0: There's no, like, getting it out there. I'm not, like, worried about it, but I can see why Kendall wants, like, to have him on his side. He's, like, collecting the same people that Logan has. I think that's what he's working on. Yes. And he's being very clear about his intentions, like he does with Hugo, like he is with Colin. Maybe he's going to hook up with Carrie next. (laughs) We'll see. They're appropriate ages (laughs) for each other.
1: At least they are. And she could get (laughs) right back in at ATN with the arms.
0: That was so funny. Okay, yeah, let's do forecast Roy boys versus versus Shiv the Shiv, or will it be something else?
1: No, I think it's coming down to Tom versus Kendall. And I think that Greg is going to be the one who ends up being kind of the kingmaker by deciding who he's going to go with. Yeah, Greg's not going to end up on top, but I think Greg has been cultivating relationships with both Tom and Kendall. Tom has been his guy the whole time. I think that it's going to come down to, okay, next seat, next episode we know there's going to be some sort of board meeting and we know that there's a trip to, I believe, Barbados or Bermuda. They go, they're away.
0: They, the in. Caribbean clear the air or clear yes. the air. Caribbean. just clear. in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah, you got to see them. I think that, The kids are going to go to the Caribbean. Tom is going to be behind. He wasn't shown there, right? I think he's going to be behind. And he's going to be making moves to win, so to speak, while they're all there. And Shiv is going to be the one. Like, he and Shiv are going to work together to screw Kendall. And I think Greg is going to kind of be the decider. Because right now... In my in my view, you have Colin, you have Ewan, who are kind of like meh on Kendall, and then you have the senior execs who are going to end up, in my view, probably pro Kendall rather than pro Tom because they think Colin Tom's the a messy board. interloper. It what doesn't matter. Po- Colin has power. It's not just about no, he the board. What, it,
2: what kind of Yes, power he does. does, Colin does. Have. He
1: knows. He knows about Kendall. He's literally in 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 Logan's will. Like he's in. He was on that sheet, and Kendall wants Colin on his side. So Colin has like a role here. Maybe. I just I think of all the people in the show, Colin's on that that paper, that the one that Kendall thinks crowns him. But like for what? A watch. He the point is that he meant enough to Logan to be included on it. But he's not on the board. He has no deciding power. But he knows information, and Kendall obviously thinks he's Maybe. important enough to try to get him. So. He – and 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 here's the other thing. Colin has an actual emotional attachment to fulfilling what Logan wanted. And Logan did not want Kendall. So my feeling is that he's the only person who cares about Logan and not just himself. So he doesn't – he's not in it for himself. So I think he's going to potentially have some sort of role or I don't know what it'll be, but I just don't think that that's the end of him, that – Kenzel asks him to like be his guy and then that's it.
0: I think um, maybe I could see that in terms of just like how Tom is even the reason why I think there's a chance for Tom is because obviously he is he shares the same ideology as Logan when it comes to the news. Right. He's head of ATN. So Mencken. So that Matson sees very clearly so maybe it's Tom as the US CEO and Shiv as the PR PR counterpart or like this puts a wedge between Shiv and Tom. And then Tom has to choose between Shiv and his role. I think that might happen. Maybe. Yeah. And then maybe Tom will choose her. Because
1: but why would he choose her when it could just be like them together kind of?
0: Cuz I don't think she'll ever go for that. I think she will. Well, let's see. I think maybe she, they both will will sort of say, fine, I'll do it, fine, I'll do it like for each other. And then they'll be like, okay, maybe let's do this together. I could see that happening. I think um, the two
1: of them are go- – yeah, I think the two of them are going to unify and do it together and Tom will end up being the one, but like Shiv wins because it's her husband kind of.
0: Yeah, but the other thing is like you, we don't know if this deal is going to go through. Because it's happening in another day. So even
1: if it goes, whether it goes through or not, there's going to be a new CEO, like a new permanent CEO. It could not go through and it could still end up being Tom.
0: It could not go through though. And it could also be like the three of them fall into place as it was meant to be. There are no twists as like from season one, Kendall as CEO, Shiv as head of PR, Roman as COO.
1: Tom is heading to Seems of a little neat for an HBO show.
0: I'm just saying, like, it's possible that there's like we're looking for all these twists and really it falls in the way that that it should fall. Like in a way that people are in the place where they make the most sense. Like that to me would be a great ending because it's like there this is this show isn't about like twists and turns. It's about just like the people getting but why do you think that, that these they three want people or are but, good at or
1: earned? I I don't I don't see that because they would have done it already. Like no, why wouldn't the, they have the, done the, that? No,
0: because they wouldn't have done it. Because all this time they think that they all could be CEO. Shiv thinks she could be CEO. You think she, Kendall can
1: be CEO? Do you genuinely with, believe that Kendall should yes, be CEO?
0: He could, yes. Why? If he's like if if he takes the position of figurehead, can can speak to the board. He can make he can speak on behalf of the company in public places. He has his counterparts, Roman COO. I mean, maybe he doesn't why really do Roman such a good COO? job.
1: But Shiv has like it's not like he's running news. But why why should Kendall has proven time and time again that he Logan is not just CEO as a figurehead. I agree. Logan was CEO like
0: – He does he does the job and he founded the company. That's a completely different. But there's nobody that can take Logan's place the same way Logan was. And not even Tom. Tom is good at like the news, but he doesn't know how to run a full fucking Tom is the public media
1: company. Yeah, but Tom works. Tom works. Like that's the difference is that Tom no, isn't just like that. smoke and mirrors.
0: I, right. This is my second option of what could I happen. I think
1: that that would be like a – like, okay, let's say these were like functional human beings in the real world. That would be a good solution that like an executive coach might recommend. <laughs> that would maybe work, you know. But I don't think that that will happen in the show, kind of, you know.
0: Maybe. The other option is Kendall's press pieces come out about the board souring on the deal. And because that hasn't happened yet. And that still mm-hmm. moves to be made.
1: That can happen tomorrow.
0: And it really scares Menken away. And then maybe his plan happens. Maybe he does acquire Gojo. Maybe that—that's how he earns his spot as CEO. Um, all possible. Maybe he crowns Thomas CEO, not Roman. You know, these are all options. So I, yeah. like I Forecast again, just
1: numbers. <laughs> it's just a forecast. Okay. All right. Well, that's. I think that we have a lot. We've covered pretty much everything that could happen.
0: Literally. Unless, Literally, no, but that's. I feel like what's going to happen is none of the above.
1: Maybe, I I think that Greg is going to be like the fulcrum of who wins. <laughs> I do because he that that I do feel regardless of like what happens because I feel that he is so. He's he in a, a position of, of s-
0: importance, and he's a lot of screen time this season.
1: Yes, so I think Greg is going to really matter, and yeah, I, I will see. Rava, it's a wrap on Rava. We're not going to see her again. It's a wrap so, on Rava. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's a wrap,
1: Rava. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I think solid episode. I can't believe we're going to see the finale
1: next week. It's really upsetting. Then I'll just and- have to wait for White Lotus, which hasn't even been written yet because of the writer's strike.
0: Oh, man. Well, reminder everybody, next week, the show comes out on Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. Betch is Company is off on Monday. We're not bringing in people to work on their Memorial Day Monday. So, our episode is going to come out on Tuesday. Please still listen. <laughs> I think you will because it's the finale. And you should be out partying anyway on Monday.
1: You get to savor the finale with extended recaps. And then it'll take you right into the VPR reunion on Wednesday night.
0: How wonderful! What a great lineup. Well, that is it for this week's recap. Guys, if you love this show and our show but also if you love succession as much as we do and you love our show as much as we love doing it please give us a rating a five star and a nice little review on apple and subscribe on spotify and apple or wherever you're listening now
1: we have one more episode it is coming out on tuesday just a reminder so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next recap and of course follow me at
0: sammy you can follow me at aileen and until next time
1: we here for you
0: ATM, we hear here for you. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.